So it's been since September the 13th since a new episode of Mystery, Murder, and Mayhem was put out. It seems like I spend a lot of time apologizing for being absent. And you know what? I'm about to do that again. But y'all, a lot has happened since that last episode. My weight loss surgery was on September the 18th. And other than being in surgery for just over six hours, it's all been great. I mean, honestly, it has. And I'm already down like right at 48 pounds from my highest weight. And um, I weighed in this morning. Hang on and I'll tell you exactly how much it's been since my surgery. Y'all, I I don't know. I've got so much on my mind. It's hard. Since surgery, I've lost 28 pounds. Sorry, I had to get in the right app for that. Um, But anyway, um, like I said, my surgery was about six hours. But other than that, it's been really good. I'm pretty smooth sailing. Um, I've only had issues with one food so far. And I think it's because I reheated it. Um, nothing else has been too bad. right? So, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty happy. But anyway, on the weekend after my surgery, I had to take my mom to the ER because she felt like maybe she had a, a, a UTI. Now, that's not usually that big of a deal. You know, right? But, um, well... While she was there, the ER doctor, for whatever reason, decided to do some blood work. And when he got those results back that morning, he found that my mom's white blood count was abnormally high. And, you know, you do have some high numbers with your white blood count when you have an infection. But this was through the roof way higher than what it should have been. So they decided that she needed to see a hematologist. And she had her appointment with him the following Thursday that that trip to the ER was on the Saturday after my um after my surgery but um anyway she visited the hematologist and he said that it was very possible that her infection the UTI was causing the white blood cell count to be so high but just to be cautious he wanted to run more blood work to see if those numbers were starting to come down any since she had already been on antibiotics for nearly a week at that point so you know we left thinking this probably just from the infection anyway but um you know it was we didn't know but um anyway the next day that hematologist called me late that afternoon and what he told me almost literally knocked the wind out of me wasn't expecting this anything about this at all and he said that because of the high white blood count and because of some other things that he saw with her blood work he very highly suspected that my mom had leukemia and he then told me that he wanted me to have her at the hospital on the following monday at 1 p.m for a bone marrow test as he was telling me all this All I could think of was that five months before I was born, my mom's sister died from leukemia. And I was just like mentally crumbling inside as he continued to talk. And other than him telling me that he thought she may have leukemia and that I needed to take her for a bone marrow test, that is all I can remember from that conversation because all I heard was leukemia and my mind just went nuts but um so fast forward to that Monday and she had the test performed 
But then we had that long wait for results. And it wouldn't be until that Thursday that we would learn through her my chart app account that and my mom in fact did have leukemia now there wasn't much information as far as what type or anything like that but the doctor's office called and asked that we come in the following thursday to talk about her results and okay yes they did have us wait an entire week to talk about her results now do you know how many horrible like worst case scenario type things can go through your head in a week and I cried every single day knowing that given my mom's age which is 73 years old she wouldn't be able to put up much of a fight and like she would need to and and win against this ugly word of leukemia well after a week of tears her appointment finally rolled around and we learned about my mom's illness and he told us that the leukemia that my mom has is chronic myeloid leukemia. And what that means is that it's not the acute kind, which is the kind that my aunt had, um, which is almost always, or it can almost always be a death sentence. But with proper medication, CML patients like my mom can live for 10 or more years. And when somebody's already 73 years old, 10 or more years sounds great. I mean, or to me, you know, that's, which I would want all the time in the world with her, but 10 more years would be great at that point. So then he started explaining the medication that he would want her to do. But first he decided to put her on some chemotherapy pills to start bringing those um, white blood cell counts down. And then he talked about he would switch her over to something that he said isn't a chemo pill. Well, about a week into her taking the chemo, she started having these crazy side effects. And I'm talking about like hallucinations. And during one particular hallucination, she saw my grandson, Jax, coming in and out of her bedroom. But the thing is, Jax wasn't even in the house. He was at his house. And the thing, another thing about it is she was seeing him as an Asian boy. None of us are Asian, but, um, he just, she was seeing a little Asian boy coming in and out of her bedroom and just knew it was Jack's. But like I said, he wasn't even at the house. Now, other than that, she was becoming like very forgetful and it was making me think early, you know, like the early stages of Alzheimer's. Um, so all of that came on so quick too, but I, I called her doctor and um, he told me not to let her take anymore and we would talk about it more in depth at her next appointment which would be the following day well, the good news is that at, at that appointment was that her white blood cell count was back down to a normal range but then came the part where he began to tell us about the new medication he wanted her to start now the average cost of that medicine is between four thousand and six thousand a month Yep, you heard me right. And even with prescription coverage from her insurance, it was going to be more than any of us could afford. So I started looking in to see if maybe she qualified for Medicaid. And I filled out the application for it, sent it in. I put my phone number down because it's just, I don't know, I guess with her older age, it's harder for her to understand 
this, that, and the other and answer a lot of questions if anybody did call. But anyway, um, not long after I had applied for it, I got a letter in the mail. And the letter, it made me laugh. It was finally something to laugh about in all of this chaos. Um, she didn't qualify for like the normal Medicaid. And I know that's not the word for it, but I really don't know the name of it. But she did qualify for family plan and Medicaid. And if you don't know what that is, it basically is coverage for like your birth control. Now, that gave me the biggest laugh that I'd had through all of this because, I mean, she's 73 years old. She didn't really need birth control and she had a hysterectomy way back when I was in high school. So, um, family planning was really the last thing that she needed at this point. So that was this past weekend that I got that letter in the mail. But, um, then on Monday of this week, we got a phone call that was definitely a blessing finally a blessing so there's already been a laugh and a blessing but anyway i can't remember the lady's name with that that called from the doctor's office but she was calling to tell me that she had applied for assistance from the manufacturer manufacturer of the medication and that it had been approved and what this application was for was for financial assistance well the manufacturer approved the, the application and they're covering the entire price of the medication and that's up until November of next year now they did say that if she has to be on it past then and she probably will unless he switches her to something else they said that she would um, have to they would have to redo the application and reapprove it um, so anyway, she doesn't have to pay not one single cent for it. And we don't even have to go to the pharmacy to pick up her medication. Um, it's going to be shipped like right to the house every month. Now, I just think that's pretty freaking awesome. But um, And I want to tell y'all right here that if you or your loved one has to go on medication that you can't afford, please reach out for assistance because a lot just about all of the pharmaceutical companies have these types of programs and the thing here is that when my mom worked she worked at a doctor's office and um, that's where she retired from but part of her job was helping people get help with their medication costs so I thought well you know it's about time you know you're getting reaping the rewards I guess you could say for helping all these other people out but um, it's really worth looking into it. I mean, you could Google, like start with Googling the name of, of your medication and look for the manufacturer and see if they have like an indigent patient program or some or patient assistance or something like that. Um, it, you can find it or you can even ask the people at your doctor's office if if that's something that they can help you with. But anyway, I know that was like an abbreviated version because there was a lot that went on during those weeks. But um, that's where we are right now. We've been on the road so much going to appointments or to the hospital for tests, you know, that type of thing. So, I mean, I have literally been busy. And then there's all of the stuff that goes along with normal life, like with my schooling and getting Nick back and forth to school and picking up Jax and watching him and all of that. Um, it's just been so much lately. Um, 
but I believe it's really starting to calm down some, knock on wood. Um, and I promise y'all that I'm going to be back with a brand new episode of Mystery, Murder, and Mayhem very, very soon. Now, I'm also working on a spinoff of this podcast that is dedicated to my weight loss surgery. And that one's going to begin on January the 1st. And you can find it everywhere that you find this podcast. And the name of that one's going to be Reinventing Andrea 2.0. But anyway, y'all, that's all I've got for tonight. Um, You know, keep my mom in your thoughts and prayers. Check out the links in the episode description. And like I said, I promise I'll be back very soon. Y'all have a good night.